This Sisterhood Through Grief podcast is comprised of a group of women who have lost their spouses and bonded during their time in a grief support group. We are not licensed therapists, rather, we have endured and survived the journey of grief. During our podcast, we will share our stories of how we suffered, what we encountered and conquered during our journeys, and impart raw truths about grieving. As we learned in our group support, we will speak from the I space and always offer non-judgmental support and understanding to each other. We hope to offer our listeners compassionate support by providing empathy and validating one's grief. Knowing you are not alone and having someone who can say, I know how you feel, will be our gift to our listeners to promote healing, offer hope, and ease pain. We always open our podcast by lighting a three-wick candle and reciting a short verse. So let me begin. This first wick is for the past and where we have been. This second wick is for the present and where we are now. This third wick is for the future and where we hope to be. This episode 23, It's Been Three Years, Where Am I?, is hosted by Amy, Brenda, and Christina. So at three years, I think everyone expects you to be cured and moving on. Like year one, you're just trying to survive it. Year two, you're kind of going through it again without your loved one kind of getting used to life. And then year three, I mean, for me, I, you know, you feel a little bit lighter, but you still... We all had young kids, so you're still raising your kids. And I think everyone's like, yeah, see you later. You're, you're cured. You're fine. Yeah, you'll be remarried in no time, and you'll be fine. And you think, well, I'm not. <laughs> right. And we still went to our support group. And as, as you raise kids, they mask the grief later or, you know, they absorb only as much as they can or ask questions as much as they can. And then they go on. And I think as they get older too, and get used to it, I know mine had more questions like, where's dad? And can you buy a new dad at the store? And like, they ask stuff. And then they realize at school, like they're a little different, and they don't have a dad and their dad died. You know, like, it's just, it's, you've gotten used to everything, but it still isn't it's not rolling as smoothly as everyone else thinks you're rolling. And then you feel like you have to pull it together more because I should be fine. I should, my life should be back to normal. And it's not. No, it's not. I agree. The kids get older and as they grow, their questions grow and they want more information. And and of course you give it to them. And as I've mentioned before, we, we had built our, our home and, David passed away two months before we moved into it. So we had this new, beautiful home. And at this point now, we're three years out, and I still can't furnish the home. I just can't wrap myself around. I just can't seem to do it. So I'm realizing uh, I gave it three years, and I'm realizing that I'm not going to be able to stay here and We decided we made a a huge decision, which I didn't want to do any earlier, but we decided to move. I feel like three years for me was a pivotal point. We closed down the house and moved to Colorado, but we had our home in Florida as a 
kind of a safety net. If all failed, we could move in, plug right back in. But at three years for me, I had gotten where everybody else's expectations, like Amy said, were, oh, it's been three years. Certainly you're over it. You've moved on. But for me, I could say I I had gotten used to the idea and I, I wanted more challenge and I needed more focus on something new. And moving definitely was that for me. And it was a good move for us, but I'm glad we didn't do it any sooner. I wouldn't want to make a drastic change like that early, but for us, three years was, it was a good time for us to make a move like that. Yeah, I would say for me, and, you know, especially for listeners who are just, you know, maybe right into it in the beginning and hearing, oh my God, three years, like I'm not going to be better. That's how we felt, you know, I mean, I remember going to group in the beginning and being like, oh, you know, I'll be here for a couple months and I'll be fine. (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. But, you know, it's year three, you're right. One, I think is really the shocking year. You know, you're living through shock and you're just getting by and doing the things sort of on autopilot. And then two, you're developing your new normal, I would say. So I think... For me, I think year two is the toughest because a lot of people drop off at year one. You know, after one, they think you're fine. So two, you should definitely be fine. But that's when you're really just learning because your memories are, you know, from year two or from year one, not from your, you know, being with your husband. So year two is tough. But then year three, I think I would say that I was at you know, you're going through your life in your new normal, but you're still living with your grief. It's definitely much more manageable. You know, you could definitely look back and say, oh, wow, look at where I was two years ago and be like, wow, I've I've grown and moved so much further forward. But at the same time, you know, you're not where you want to be. Does that make sense? You're like, I know, I think I should be better than this, but you can't doubt yourself because that's, you know, you you go at your own pace, but three years is really not, you know, it sounds long, but living it is not long at all. It really isn't long at all. And you're right, Brenda, you know, maybe it is a good time to make decisions and changes. We went through (laughs) Uh, We're going to get in trouble for this one. But we went through a big change in our year three because we basically got booted from (laughs) grief support (laughs) Where our counter told us we were ready to move on and we were comfortable where we were with each other. Right. I don't think we all felt as secure as our facilitator thought we were. But it was like our security net. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And it was... And she was right. She was like, okay, time to throw the birdies out of the nest. Mm -hmm. I looked forward to it. Yes. It was was right. It was definitely Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. A couple of us really had a tough time cutting that umbilical cord. (laughs) (laughs) When I think too, like Brenda moved the third year. I think it's the third year too. I was reversed. We lived in Germany when Mike was killed and had to come back 
here and I had a house in North Carolina and I couldn't afford to keep that. So I lost it and I ended up back here with my family trying to pull everything back together. So the first two years were trying to figure out where are we going to live and what, you know, like... (laughs) financially so you know just everything I pulled the kids out of the only you know away from their friends and my friends and I mean luckily I grew up where I'm living now so I had some old friends and you know just showed up on my family's doorstep like I had no other place to go so it took a couple years just for us to get all that settled and evened out but still in that third year you're like okay this is my life I mean, everyone says I'm through my grief, I should be through it. And I think you're making decisions on what direction are you going to take? Like what, you know, life is also what you make it and you've got to kind of get out of that comfort zone, the grief zone, it can become a comfort zone. And you feel like you don't really have to go anywhere, you can stay in it and be safe there. Because for the last two years, that's what we've known. And it is scary to kind of branch out like Brenda did move across the country to somewhere new and even if you know a few people where you're going it's tough and you know do you have to get a job the kids in school and their activities and so you start getting into life again and it's scary too because you're it's just you <laughs> you know you're still missing your spouse your you know your soulmate and and you're doing this alone and what would he want me to do where would he want me to send the kids to school where would he want me to move and then you realize you've got to make that decision for yourself and it, it's scary, but empowering. And like Chris said, reflect back and see where you were. You know, you're proud of yourself for making these Definitely. the progress and you're showing your children that there are new things in that future and, you know, home we can move and create a new beginning for us. And I think it was at three years, though, I just feel like it was the right time with just security and not impulsive, nothing impulsive, but that was huge for us. And we're still here. So (laughs) it's worked out. Yeah, that's great. No, I think it's sort of like three years is when you're really standing on your own two feet again. Like I said, you know, you're still in grief, but you're going on with your life you know, you're moving forward, you're doing the things you're supposed to do or have to do. And, you know, you see the kids, the kids are, I think, definitely move along much faster. You know, I mean, I remember our kids were all ready to graduate. I think our kids might have graduated before us. (laughs) I do think, I think our kids graduated before us. Yeah. But like, I guess it probably sounds scary to say, oh my God, year three, you know, you're still thinking about, you know, your grief, but it's different. You know, it's not that heaviness. It's not like I can't breathe. It's not like, oh my God, I've got to get up. You're into your routine and your schedule and your life in a different way. I think it's that you're like, it's been three years. I'm this I like, and and David would not want me to stay in that grief zone. I know he wouldn't. And feeling growth and change, I think is healthy and, and definitely a step forward. And I didn't want to stay stagnant in that. Like you mentioned that suffocation feeling. Mm -hmm. God, yeah. You're so right. That's actually a great way to think about it. I think year three is like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He has set in. He's not going to walk is. through. It sets in, yep. Mm-hmm. You've missed everything for three years, and 
I mean, you come to terms with your life, right? And that's what I said, you start to just come to terms with it and say, okay, this is my life. It's like a butterfly or like a caterpillar. You're in a cocoon for a couple of years and and then you've got to change and you got to spread right. your wings and fly. And it's scary. It can be exciting too. And, you know, it helps you create new and different memories in different places and, you know, kind of pulling yourself out of the past to not keep living in the past to move forward. And all of our, our loved ones would want us to keep going forward, you right. know, for the kids and, you know, and we live for them too, you know. Right. You're right, Brenda, in saying it is a pivotal time. Like we said, L2, you know, you're just developing that routine. Yeah, three is probably the pivotal. I think if all of us look back, we would say, okay, you're right. You know, yes, we, we left brief support. We had to deal on our own, you know, made big moves. And look, you know, you're fine. You're, you were able to mm-hmm. do it. And you feel more empowered. And even our facilitator who grief is their entire life at three years, she's moving us on and she could see how far we had come that, and that we were ready. And also that's, that's her expertise. So she knows. So like, I think if you're in year three or going into year three or the end of year two, and you're like, what do I do now? I think you just, you take that bold step and believe in yourself and that you are ready to move forward and move on. Right. That's empowerment is a good word. It is. I mm-hmm. think you're right. I think you get that empowerment, you know, because you look back and you say, I've done, look at where I've come from and look at where I am now. I mean, in the beginning, I remember thinking, how am I going to take all these kids to Publix? I mean, <laughs> he did that. I, I can't do that. And are we ever going to go to Disney World again? And I mean, how am I going to get three kids and me out the door in the morning? Who's going to find shoes? And three years later, we've done. We've mapped those things. I don't have to worry about that. There's plenty to worry about, but (laughs) you don't have to worry about the incidentals. It's, you know, good for us, but it's baby Mm -hmm. steps and milestones. And it leads to the milestones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Be, as long as you keep taking those baby steps, you can't get. Yeah. So I say you can't get stuck. You know, because right. when you get stuck, then that's when it gets bad. But if you can keep taking those baby over. steps, yeah. And if you give, give them, you're like, look at where I am. Right. And if you give the kids responsibility, like you said, getting the shoes ready. All my kids had the backpacks, the shoes, the band instrument, whatever, lacrosse sticks, line them up at the front door so we can pick it all up on the way out. But you give them the responsibility and they do it and because they want to help and they want to make things better and they, you know, they do. And so you're going to have to make your own lunches tonight because I'm really busy. (laughs) So, but they do, but the kids do. They, they pitch right in, they feed off of us. They want to help us too. And they do. And you just one day at a time and you and you keep moving forward and you get through it. And they feel good about themselves, too, because they've been able to do more to help out in the house. And Right. It all helps. Yes, it does. And so while it might seem like a long time, it really isn't. I mean, I remember thinking it goes by so quickly. It does. And I feel like at three years, that amount of time to you versus other people in your life, their acceptance and their expectations are are so different and where you should be or what you should be doing or 
I think it's such a personal journey. We really have to do what's right for you and your own grief. You know, we talk about three years. I just feel like it's so personal. It's something you have to experience and believe in yourself and trust yourself and do what's right for you, not for everyone else. And that goes for dating, for working, for, you know, the whole, why are you at work? Shouldn't you be home? Or, you know, have you met anybody? And just all those expectations. It's a very personal thing. Oh, but definitely. Like, why are you still grieving? It's been <laughs> three, four, <laughs> five years. You know, people, I, even at two years, right? Like, oh my God, you know, are you, mm-hmm. you're still like grieving? Like, when you bring him up. Yes. You know, yeah. get so comfortable, but he's still your daily thoughts mm-hmm. and, and exactly. he's still, still part of everything and a huge motivation. Mm-hmm. So, and it gets easier to talk about. You know, I mean, the more you talk about it, right, and talk about them, it gets easier. You validate it. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, have said to me, thank you so much for, you know, not making us not talk about dad or, you know, thank you for us celebrating Hanukkah because it's a special thing. We we love keeping traditions up and, and, and all of that. So they notice all of that, too. So, yeah, I think we do. We have to keep their memory when you're raising the kids because you want them to to know their father in whatever capacity, you know, we can share the memories and the pictures with. And yeah, we celebrate Hanukkah because that's what your dad loved. Yeah, because they were so young, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all so young. They don't, you know, the memories, their memories, they're blurred. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's normal. Yes, but I think it's hopeful. I mean, I think. You know, if there's anything we could say about it is that around that, you know, they, it gets manageable and better. And, you know, your life, you do develop your nor- a new normal, hopefully, you know, hopefully. It's just a matter of making sure that you're always moving forward a little bit, a little bit at a time. Right. You know? But if you just push yourself to take that step every day and... This is okay, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And eventually it all adds up to where you, you know, where you become. I think Patricia used to say, you know, think of it as being like you're on a bridge, you're on one side of a bridge and the other side of a really long bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she'd be like, Where are you on that bridge? And I'm like, oh I, I <laughs> yeah. a really long bridge. Yeah, and and everyone's can, bridge is different, right? Yeah, yeah. And the middle right. can be kind of scary. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. I want to turn back, <laughs> but I have to keep going to the other side. And right, and like grief, right. you know, it it comes and it goes, and and you have to let yourself, you know, feel happy, feel sad, whatever kind of those feelings come around. You got to accept them, and then you know, make it part of your journey. The days are long, but the years are short. There's some long, long days. But oh, then, that's interesting. You know, that's, a, that's a great saying. You know? That is very true. That and when you're looking back, you're like, oh, it's been three years. Yeah, but those are some long days. <laughs> you know? That is very true. But like, it's, you know, it, it, it is true. When you look back, you're like, oh, wow. I can't mm-hmm. believe I did that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, like, look at what I've done. Right. And you should. You should be proud of yourself, you know? Because yes. it, 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 it's a lot. It's your life, and it's not what any of us planned. Nope. 
but we at hope, all. Yeah, we hope everyone who listens, you know, can get some, you know, helpful advice or hope or support or empowerment from the podcast. Because, you know, we hope that we're giving what we got out of our group support. And, you know, if anyone ever wants to reach out, you can reach out on Facebook at Sisterhood Through Grief or at Instagram on Sisterhood Through Grief or on Gmail at <laughs> Sisterhood Through Grief at gmail.com. Because we're always open to your comments, questions, advice, you know, anything, opinions, whatever. You know, we really hope that what we're doing is helping others like the help we received. And we thank everyone for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.